the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Firing Line with Rick Travis, Legislative Director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, CCW Safe, Vortex Optics, Cutting Edge Bullets, and the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. And now, your host, Rick Travis. Good afternoon, patriots of the Inland Empire and beyond. I'm your host, Rick Travis, the legislative director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. And today with me on this final uh, episode of 2023 is a place that I wanted to uh, park for all of you who are out in the field as a hunter. Or wait, eh, you don't hunt. That's okay. Maybe you go hiking. Maybe you enjoy photo um, shooting of anything from the scenery to the wildlife to the flowers. We are here to talk to you about how we protect that. And one of the things that is amazing is an organization outside of the Department of Fish and Wildlife known as the Californians Turn In Poachers and Polluters, better known by the acronym CALTIP. And CALTIP's comprised of a committee that was brought together under the law to form a secret witness program that allows people like yourselves listening to call in. And today, I have one of the most amazing people I get to work with here in the state of California, and that is from the Department of Fish and Wildlife, Lieutenant Matt Shanley, who oversees the CalTIP program from the side of the department and has to work with this individual out there who uh, volunteers insane amounts of time to things. That would be myself, who is the current president of the Board of Directors for CalTIP. So, we're going to have a conversation today to let you know how you can take advantage of this program and what it's all about. So welcome aboard, Matt, to the show. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, explain to the people, why do we need a, a secret witness program? I mean, game wardens are everywhere. Well, what's wonderful about this uh, program is that it's something I'm very passionate about. I've uh, been based out of Riverside County my entire career, but I've worked from the Oregon border um, along the coast down to with down to the Mexican border and Arizona, Nevada. And what I've been able to see throughout this um, beautiful state is that we have uh, some of the most beautiful resources in the world and game wardens throughout the state need help in order to see violations with regard to fishing um, the large game or the wildlife of California, the pollution um, that enters into its waterways, and uh, we want to protect our stream beds. And so a tool that the state has in order to help the public help us is the CalTIP program where we allow them, we, we basically 
have a hotline. We provide them a hotline, access to a hotline and to online apps now. And so if someone throughout the state sees what they perceive to be a violation or something they're concerned about with regard to fish and wildlife and the resources of California, then they can call our hotline at 888-334-2258, or they can text the letters TIP and then 411. So it would be 847-411. They would begin that text with the letters C-A-L-T-I-P, leave a space, and report their crime. But what we also have is an amazing online free app. And so if you go to our website, thewildlife.ca.gov, and um, go to our Caltip page. They have an app for Androids and an app for iPhones. And you can download that on your phone. And reporting what you perceive to be a violation of the state resources is at your fingertips. You know, those are great. And uh, I want everybody to go and get the app. The app is amazingly easy, beneficial, will work. You can go to your app store to get it. Um, but do download the Caltip app and have it with you when you're going out hiking, mountain climbing, mountain biking, canoeing, rafting, hunting, photo shooting, or just kind of a casual walk. And folks, it doesn't have to be just in the woods. I mean, that's one of the things I want to highlight. You could be, you know, out in Orange County down by the beaches and see something that you think is inappropriate. It could be on a pier. You could be uh, walking through an estuary. You could be a, at a park anywhere where you see things, but one of the things I think that people don't understand, and we had uh, Assistant Chief David Bess on a couple of weeks back, is Lieutenant Shanley, you guys are out there to protect, obviously, the water resources, obviously, uh, the wildlife. But, you know, one of the things that when I came on the Caltip Committee that I just didn't understand, I kind of wanted to unpack was you also do a thing called flora. And a lot of people have no idea what flora is. So for those of you who do, excellent. For those of you listening are like, yeah, what is flora? Can you break that down for us? Because I think it's interesting. Sure. So the every aspect of the ecosystem is important to us. And so whether that involves insects, vegetation, um, the actual mammals, rodents, reptiles. And so with regard to flora, we like to, um, like, the biggest thing that's um, come up lately is the Joshua tree. The Joshua tree has been a huge um, um, topic of interest, and it was a candidate species for the Endangered Species Act. Um, I believe it didn't reach that level, but uh, when in the towns of Joshua Tree or Yucca Valley and reaching up into San Bernardino County, um, the uh, also Los Angeles County and the eastern, the northeastern parts of Los Angeles County, there are Joshua trees, and and uh, they're a very important species uh, in the state of California. And several people have accessed and used our Caltip program and hotline to report people cutting down, clear cutting Joshua trees in order to develop land. And so that has been an eye-opening experience for a lot of game wardens who never thought that when they went to the Fish and Game Academy that they would be um, dealing with, um, you know, the beautiful species of Joshua Tree. And, of course, when you live in Joshua Tree and you the families that have been there for generations, you know, the last thing they want to see is the Joshua Trees destroyed. And so now there's permitting processes and uh, avenues in which to do it properly. 
if at all. You know, one of the things that I, I would bring up too in this thing, once we talk about the forest, because we're going to get into other species and other ways people can help out, but let's just look at what happens with um, some of the succulents. I mean, I know I know we have to be careful about what cases we talk about, but I know one of the ones that's already been adjudicated and taken care of is the, and I always say it wrong, so you're going to get to laugh at me again, but the Dudley. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, but, you know, when that first came across our desk, I was like, what the heck is this? And my understanding to this day is it's a succulent that grows up off the cliff sides of Northern California. But I don't think people always realize because I don't know if I would have called it in having seen how complex the operation was. I would have thought, oh, it's just a state doing a state thing when it wasn't the state doing a state thing. Yeah, a lot of people can't. I aren't readily. If if you're there and you actually see throughout along the central coast and on the northern coast, there's the succulent called Dudleya, and there's there a plant that probably reaches four to eight inches at, at full growth, um, and the thick succulent green leaves, and they're uncomfortable to walk on if you've ever had to get from point A to point B and cross them. Um, now. Obviously, we don't want to cross them, but I remember doing that as a kid along Ocean Beach in the Bay Area. And um, I believe tips have been coming in throughout the state, and they start off with someone is using a tool to remove plants off of rocks near a beach. And then, so it doesn't sound like that much, but the case is reported, and then a wildlife officer goes to see what's going on, a game warden or wildlife officer, to go to see what's going on. And that next thing you know, that that person has a rental van full of these succulents. And then there may be shipping receipts uh, in the van. And now you have um, the possibility that someone has taken the resources of California, um, renting vehicles, exporting them throughout the world, and these become large international um, cases that are investigated with a tip that began with, hey, I don't think that person should be hammering out a plant on the side of a rock near the beach I love to visit. And uh, so, I mean, cow tips begin in amazing ways and huge cases uh, to, that eventually protect huge amounts of resources that belong to all the citizens of the state of California. Um, you know, go. For, it all begins... Uh, it can all begin with the most vague tip. You know, one of the things I want to bring up too, um, as we close out this part of floor and going some of the other things that Caltip works with you on, um, and all the other game wardens is the fact that because of that, you are able to take uh, a lot of those plants and actually get them reestablished. Whereas if you weren't able to do that, they would have just been lost forever. And I think that's one of the unsung things that the men and women of the Department of Fish and Wildlife do not get credit for is not only do you stop the bad thing from happening, but you're often able to save the victim of that crime. Yes, that's a very rewarding part of the job. Absolutely. And I think of lobsters, I think of abalone, I think of sturgeon, when sturgeon have been out of the water for a while, and yet wildlife officers are bringing, are able to bring them back to the waterway and revive them. Um, Joshua trees can be replanted. The Dudleya can be uh, reestablished. And uh, so like a, uh, I, I'm thinking in my mind of an, a deer that was shot through. And we'll come back to that arrow. in the next, in the next <laughs> uh, part. 
Sounds good. Hey, everybody, um, stay tuned because we have more on how you can defend your wildlife here in California. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. Hi folks, Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. And I want all of you to realize that the reason I, Rick Travis, your host, the legislative director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association are here is because the CRPA pays to have this show continue along with the sponsors that you hear when you listen to the radio. This is important to us to get this information out. Part of what we do is educate the public. And one of the reasons I'm very happy to have Lieutenant Matt Shanley from the California Department of Fish and Wildlife finish up this year with you here just before we roll in the new year next couple of days is so that we can talk about how you can help us protect the things that mean a lot to us as Californians. And that is all the animals, all the ecosystems, everything. And folks, we all interface with them in different ways. We just talked about, you know, the flora being the plant life, the vegetation. And I've seen during my time on Caltip a wide variety of plants and that are highly critical to keeping ecosystems together. And so whether, you know, you're a person that likes to go watch butterflies and other pollinators, or you're a person that likes to, you know, go watch the birds or, you know, go hunt or just see animals um, out in the field, the entire ecosystem is necessary to keep that going. And so um, amazing work by people who notice people taking things that they shouldn't be taking or removing things that they shouldn't remove. Um, the whole idea from a, a group called Leave No Trace is we enter the wilderness space, we look, we photograph, um, we enjoy it, but we leave it. We don't take it apart. And there's a lot of people that do that. And so let's look at fishing. You know, fishing is that amazing thing that that's the first time I ever met a game warden was when I was a kid with my grandparents, um, fishing and somebody was fishing a- across the way and doing some stuff that 
I was upset because they were catching more fish, but uh, they weren't doing it legally. Um, they were using it like a little mini gill net, it seemed like, and uh, Game Warden stopped them. And Game Warden was really nice, explained to us kids on the other side of the bank what was going on. But, um, you know, how big an issue is it with fishing? And I do want to get to the sturgeon story because I think that's amazing, but it seems like to me there's quite a lot of stuff that shouldn't be going on. And how do you know if you're somebody out there in the public of, well, that doesn't look right. Do I call? Do I not call? Well, the number one thing I try to tell people who are new to the resources is to try to fish and access the resource, whether it's going to hike or rock climb with experienced people who know what they're doing. And so what happens a lot is people um, who haven't reviewed the laws and haven't been given that opportunity to fish and hunt with people who have uh, are well rehearsed in the subjects, they often go to a regional park lake, for example, and maybe use too many begins with too many fishing lines in the water or um, doing things that they may not may or may not believe are against the law. And it's just a matter of knowing what you're doing, knowing where you're at, and what really really helps the new fisherman or the new hunter or um, or people in that. Um, men and women in that field is to um, access our website. It's super user friendly lately, or, and or more recently, um, they've made wonderful adjustments to it. And so you can easily access the website, go to the subject, you can go to fishing, then maybe uh, Riverside County, um, look up the species of trout, know that the know what find out what the limit is, and uh, review the laws in order to know what. It, that you're allowed to use one fishing line. And when you have a second rod validation, you can use two fishing lines. And, and it varies throughout the state, and that's just one example. Um, but when an experienced fisherman is, is relaxed and enjoying um, the outdoors and they see a violation, then they, you know, then they may have the application or the, the online app on their, at their fingertips and they let the wildlife officer know. So then the wildlife officer can respond to the area and make make a patrol in an area where they may not have been for a few days and find out what the activity is going on there. And so what if you're a person that you don't fish, you're not fishing, you're just out hiking, and you see somebody and you think they're doing something wrong, and you, you go to the CalTIP app or you call, go on the phone to Tip41 and you make those phone calls and nothing bad was going on. Are you going to get in trouble for like saying, hey, I think something's wrong, and it wasn't? Great question. Absolutely not. So it's an anonymous tip line. You don't have to volunteer your information if you don't want to. But what I found out while I was patrolling um, for over 20 years is that every tip that I received gave me the opportunity to go somewhere that I may not have been before or at a time where I hadn't visited before. And so it allowed me to see the activity that was spoken of by the report, reporting person. And then I was able to un- get a better understanding of the activity in that area. So regardless of whether it's a person uh, trespassing on a piece of property, piece of private property where the landowner wanted me to speak with that person, or if it's a more, you know, a, a waterfowl violation along the Colorado river or near the Salton sea, or um, throughout the San Antonio Pass, then that gave me the opportunity to visit a new area. And so by no means is um, reporting, um, 
you should never hesitate to report something you perceive to be a violation or um, an action against the resources of California because it, it just provides every wildlife officer with an opportunity to a different opportunity. So let's go to some of the, 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 the fish cases that we've seen. Um, so sturgeon, which uh, for those of you who love sturgeon, that's great. I think it was the prehistoric fish that just keeps going. Um, but, you know, one of the things that was amazing was some people had illegally caught sturgeon. I believe it was up in Northern California, the case I wanted you to talk about. And how long was it that the fish was out? Of water, because... you know, I can't remember specifically, but it was an amazing time. Where, if you're not familiar with the sturgeon, which is a prehistoric fish, they they've been on the earth forever, um, and they can live out of the water and be returned to the water over a lengthy extent of time. Unlike a trout, which would you know would be in poor shape within minutes, and so I'm sure it may have been a couple hours. I'm guessing if it's the case that I'm thinking of. And then for that fish to continue to um, be able to survive and then get resuscitated, um, it was an amazing. And I can't remember how old the fish was, but I believe it was sixty-four point five inches, yeah. which is which is you know five five feet four and a half inches. And so it's a humongous fish, an amazing individual resource for the state of California, and it's something that we shall be able to appreciate. So for the fact to wildlife officers who I believe were involved in that case, were able to um, track down the sturgeon, um, issue a citation to the responsible party, and then return that fish to the wild was a huge, huge success. Yeah, very much so. And then, you know, you have things like pismo clams. I mean, you brought up abalone, and abalone is great, but, I mean, I just thought of some of those cases where people that weren't clamming, weren't fishing, observed people taking what was obviously too much. Yeah, Pismo Beach and, and San Luis Obispo and, and all the folks in San Luis Obispo, they um, take incredible pride in their um, resource, resources near the ocean, their beaches. Um, and uh, people are very aware in the close-knit community of Pismo Beach, for example, they're very aware of um, their Pismo clam and the importance it has on their economy. And the local restaurants and um, legal activity regarding the, you know, uh, the accumulation and, and, and cooking and, and uh, digging up pismo clams has been a tradition, family tradition for years. And so for um, a local to see people they don't recognize or um, they may or may not be from that area, dig hundreds of pismo clams up without measuring and with, without any um second guessing of filling buckets and in some cases umbrella bags and loading them into their trucks. Um, it's wonderful to see that a community really prides itself on protecting this resource. I think that's really important folks. Like the department of fish and wildlife, every river, every stream throughout the, the state of California, every lake, every reservoir, and all the ocean, I mean, it is literally thousands of miles of coastline and of um, lake borders, waterways, et cetera, that they patrol and check, and they can't do it without our help. 
And when we complain that there aren't enough of the resources for us to enjoy, however that may be, it's because we need to get up, like I always say, off our rear ends and work and help to make sure that we're doing the right thing. And so we're going to be talking a little bit more as we get into this next section about the birds of the air, because that's another one that people don't realize. I think a lot of us get caught up on just one type of bird or another, and we're going to explore the birds of the air. And in our final segment, we'll talk about all the things that walk on four or more legs um, throughout the state and how Caltips works on that. So we'll be right back here on Firing Line Radio. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info, to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe and the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. I'm your host, Rick Travis, the Legislative Director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. With me today is Lieutenant Matt Shanley, and he is here on behalf of the CalTIP program, Californians Turn in Poachers and Polluters, that is uh, works with the Department of Fish and Wildlife. And going to do a shameless plug right here. I need... The first 10 people that reach out to contact at crpa.org, that's an email, contact at crpa.org and put in firing line radio and then anything about fish and wildlife. The first 10 people are going to get a game warden stamp. And that stamp is allows you, it has a beautiful mule deer on it this year, but it allows you to be able to help support programs that support the natural resources that we all love and enjoy. So, again, reach out to us at contact at crpa.org and put in Firing Line Radio and then something about fish and wildlife, and we'll get a hold of the first 10 of you and get that out to you. So, Matt, as we're talking, um, one of the things I think is really important is birds. You know, we have birds everywhere. I think a lot of times when we talk fish and wildlife, people think of birds like, oh, I don't know, turkeys, ducks, geese quail, pheasant, things that are hunted. And that, of course, is a portion of the birds you protect. But I would argue that's probably the smaller portion of the birds you protect in the state because there's a lot of birds that you guys look after. Yes, of course, the mi- migratory waterfowl, um, the the migration of dove, the um, raptors, you know, along the uh, lately along the Colorado River, um, We've been seeing more bald eagles. There may be a second nesting pair in near out near Blythe, which is uh, I love the fact that the radio show is being taking place in Riverside, and I've spent my whole career here, and it's been amazing to see the 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 diversity simply in this this county, which takes approximately two and a half hours to drive across. 
<laughs> so I'm going to name off some birds, and then you tell me if there's been, like, cases or where people have called it in, because I, I find this fascinating. And I'll start with the easy one. Uh, pelicans? Of course, yes. <laughs> so, pelicans are amazing species. And what what's really interesting that you mentioned that is uh, on the Interstate 10, um, there's the divide, the center divide. And sometimes when it's raining, pelicans will mistake the glisten of the rain on the Interstate 10 as a water way they can dive in. And so sometimes they get stranded on the center divide of Interstate 10. It's happened a couple times throughout the last couple of years. I found that completely really interesting. And I want to go into it. Just so people you understand, we're not talking about maybe, you know, there are times where people try, try to, you know, chase a pelican or do something that is harmful. But we're also talking, you know, one of the cases that was unbelievable for me is pelicans use their, their big mouth and their throat to help digest food. and there was a pelican that it was just amazing to me how people came together that someone had taken a machete to and cut open its throat and it required 127 stitches folks to save that pelican's life. And that came through a cow tip, which alerted a good friend of mine, um, Julie, who works with international bird rescue. They were able to get the pelican and get their vets to it and save it, rehab it and reintroduce it to the wild, which is a, a great success story. But I remember thinking, Matt, like 127 stitches in your throat. That is a lot of stitches and a lot of damage. If you could talk about some of the things that people do, because I think a lot of people don't realize animals can be saved and they can be put back in the environment, which helps all of us, including, you know, for those of you that may hunt and going like, where's Rick going on this? Guys, gals, the hunt, we've got to protect these resources so we have our resources in the future as well. Prior to becoming a wildlife officer, I worked at the Animals Resource Center at the San Francisco Zoo, and I've worked at the Wildlife Investigations, which was formerly known as the Wildlife Investigations Lab up on, in Region 2 near the American River. And it's amazing the technology and the science that goes behind being able to help animals and reintroduce them into the wild. And so I've seen the lower mandibles of, of pelicans, um, be reconstructed into one structure. Um, I've seen um, the legs of deer you wouldn't, or the legs of deer that you wouldn't necessarily would be recoverable, um, be um, worked on and have a successful reintroduction. Um, the, uh, what, what probably one of the most outrageous violations that I've seen in my career is the crushing of desert tortoise shells well, well, um, and, uh, I have seen amazing work done with healing the, the basically recover, the recovery of a desert tortoise and the reconstruction of its shell in order to have, have a successful, um, life in the wild. Yeah. And I want to, I want to point out too, folks. I mean, there are all sorts of things from the coastal birds, you know, Everything from seagulls to terns to I mean, just an amazing number of birds. But we're also talking, you know, birds at, at parks and in other places you go see from, you know, the jays to the ravens to the crows to hummingbirds to all sorts of things. I mean, you, the department really does look after all of that. Yes, the, 
cormorants. Um, a lot of fishermen get frustrated because cormorants are out-competing them for the trout that have been recently stocked in regional park lakes. Um, and uh, it's just, if you can see it, it move in the wild, you know, the, the, the amazing reptile population and snake population of Southern California is among uh, the most sought throughout the world. And so there's a huge black market that people are not aware of. And so, uh, so let's talk from- about that for a minute. Man. Sure. I mean, sorry to interrupt you, but, you know, I grew up, um, I used to go to this place called the Redondo Beach Reptile Farm. And, um, cause I was all about, you know, horned toed lizards and all sorts of stuff. And then later on in life, I was like, whoa, did we buy some we weren't supposed to buy? Because I start to see the laws come out. You know, we just went through the holidays. And people are going to be looking at things to get their, their kids. How do you know? Like, I don't think anybody, I shouldn't say that. I think most law abiding citizens aren't going to want to buy something that they shouldn't buy, but you are right. There's an incredible black market. Can we talk about that a little bit? Sure. Well, so, so what's amazing is that a lot of people don't know that in order to collect a reptile in California, other than a rattlesnake, you need a fishing license in Arizona. For example, you need a hunting license. And so the most important thing is to go to our website if you're curious, if you want to access the resources of California, regardless of whether it's reptiles, birds, fish, mammals, and educate yourselves and call call the phone numbers that are available to you in order to answer your questions. And so uh, in, in I learned an amazing amount of repti- about reptiles while I lived. Well, my first assignment was the, was banning and uh I worked there for 10 years, and a lot of people don't know that very close to Banning, between Banning and Palm Springs, is the Whitewater Canyon. And um, when I was, when I first came on, the albino, the wild caught albino rosy boa was worth approximately $5,000 on the black market. Now, um, you know, you, they can breed it in captivity, so it's, I don't know what, how the price has fluctuated. But where there is a way to profit and where people can profit from, you know, the, what is in the public domain of California, they will find a way to. And so it's important for everyone to educate themselves in order to recognize what is right, what is wrong when it comes to, um, what we should all be taking care of. And if someone sees, uh, somebody trying to sell reptiles out of the back of their van or whatever, it, would it be appropriate to call Tip 411 or use the app for CalTip for that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime you perceive um, something to be resource-related, it doesn't even have to be what you perceive to be a crime. But it is it is appropriate for, you know, if a wildlife officer were to drive by and at the game warden would stop and say hello and introduce themselves and make sure they're conducting legal activity. And, you know, in about 10, 15, 20 years ago, it became a really important goal of all police agencies to um, in, do what they call community policing. And I really feel that game wardens, since their introduction to the state of California 150 years ago, have been, have been uh, conducting community policing their entire, their entire career since we were established, because what they do is they make relationships with the public. They, what, they understand the industries, whether legal or illegal when it comes to the resources of California, and they they network in order to um, communicate with the public. And so I see my role as the CalTip program uh, 
manager is to be the liaison between the public and make that communication between the public and their local wildlife officer much more readily available. Yeah, I want to thank you for that. I mean, as we get ready to go into this final segment, we all have to understand as patriots that defending this great nation, that's why we have national parks, that's why we have regional parks, state parks, and, and public land space areas through the Bureau of Land Management. Working with them by being their eyes and their ears helps all of us have something to pass on to future generations. People did it before us. We need to continue that tradition. We'll be back here on Firing Line Radio. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info, to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. I'm your host, Rick Travis, Legislative Director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. And I'm here with my good friend, Matt Shanley, who is a lieutenant with the Department of Fish and Wildlife, works with the Caltip committee that I sit on, and we're talking about how you can protect our resources here in California so we have it for future generations. We've talked about the flora being the plant life. We've talked about things that swim, things that fly, and now we're going to talk about one of my favorite groups, things that walk on more than two legs, generally speaking, um, throughout California. You know, game animals and non-game animals alike are absolutely amazing to watch and the resources. And I want to talk about a few of them because um, we can look at them and say, oh, they're a pain. I mean, there's a difference between wildlife that may not be managed in the best possible way and also humans learning to adapt with those human interactions. But whether it's a coyote, a deer um, that people are more likely to see or some they're not as likely to see, I think it's a challenge for a lot of people to understand that they can be a part of the solution. And so um, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Is this something that somebody should call into Caltip or TIP411 and then let you give the honest answer? Because these are the questions I get asked on my side of this Caltip question all the time. And I thought, like, hey, this is a, an easy way that I could say review this in the future. But 
So I'm, I'm out with my kids or grandkids. Um, and I see people feeding wildlife. Absolutely. Yeah. Give, give us a call. And, uh, you know, if, if there's a wild game warden available, oh, um, they can stop by, educate them not to do so. If, uh, usually when that happens, people just aren't aware and, uh, don't know the reasons why not to. And so, um, if they seem like an approachable group, it'd be great to speak with them yourselves and tell them your concerns and, and maybe they'll educate themselves. But, uh, the department's very happy to handle that situation. So when you see those signs at parks, Matt, that say don't feed the wildlife, that would mean like don't leave stuff out for the coyote. Don't leave or, or don't bring bags of stale bread instead of making croutons at home for your salad, feeding the ducks. <laughs> You know, my number one, when, when I see that sign and I see children possibly feeding squirrels, um, or other species, um, they're the, my first concern is rabies and the transmission of disease to humans. And so whenever, uh, animals congregate in an unnatural way, um, they may, um, transmit diseases amongst themselves, which spreads it. And so if they're living naturally and feeding among the resources that they normally would, um, that's like, less likely to happen. So it's a, uh, there's no reason not to call, um, our Cal tip line 888-334-2258 to report that. And, uh, you know, our first, our primary focus will be to educate the public. Um, if it's more serious than that, then we'll deal with it as it comes. So then the next one I'm going to give you is, and because I had somebody say this to me recently, I get it. If there's like a massive oil spill, I see oil washing up on the beach or, if I see somebody driving up in the middle of the night and unloading 50 gallon barrels or whatever and trying to dump it that I should call. But what about the, the person's out there with the chainsaw and the oil reservoir breaks and oil's going everywhere into the streams and stuff? Do I call on that? Do I call on somebody that tipped over a quarter of oil on their boat and it's draining into the lake? Yeah, ab- absolutely. If you're concerned with it whatsoever, call us. We'll refer to our spill desk, for example, which is the um, oil prevention and the office of, I'm sorry, the office of, uh, spill prevention and recovery. And if I got that right, um, the, uh, and then we'll also refer to the local agencies that can address it more immediately if there's not a game warden, um, on site. So those are important things. Uh, next one, I see people going up. It's usually, you know, a couple of months ago, but they're going up in the mountains with a chainsaw and they're dragging two or three pine trees back towards their cars. Absolutely. Something like that. We prefer to the forest service if it's within forest service land, but we'd be, we were happy to begin the investigation um, and see whether there's a violation or not. Okay. So there, so I want to make clear to people, there is a process that you can go through that would allow you to do that, but you just can't pull up and go, that looks like it'd be a great Christmas tree and just grab it. Correct. Usually there's, there's the forest service closely regulates that. And so if you were to call the forest service 911, if you thought it was an emergency or your local law enforcement dispatcher, they'll, you know, uh, direct the call to where it needs to go. So it's, it's February. It's the cold of winter and I hear the gunshot go off and I see somebody dragging a deer to their car. What's really interesting is do, you know, is the person who is concerned, do they know the laws or do they not know the laws? And does it matter? And in this case, it doesn't. It would be a great 
that person, um, it would be a great contact and great knowledge for our department to have as, and the individual wildlife officers to have to know who's, who's accessing the resources of California. So there's several things that need to go in that. Is it a legal deer? Is it correctly tagged with the required tag that needs to go on it before it is moved from the site where it was shot? And, uh, has that tag been validated? So there's several steps in order for a hunter to legally hunt big game in the state of California and return it to their residence. And so, any, any, at any time from A to Z during that uh, time from where the hunter begins the, uh, his trip to when he returns home is a great time if you, if you witness something because any legal hunter would be happy to meet a wildlife officer and talk to them about their hunt if they've done it well. And any wildlife officer would be happy to speak to anyone who wasn't doing it the right way. <laughs> so. As we end this final show of the 2023 year here on Fine Line Radio, I'm going to ask you, are there any things that you want people to know about the department and Caltip in these final couple of minutes? Well, the most important thing is um, to – I love the fact that this is a radio show and we can advertise the fact that wildlife officers are in the state of California. A lot of people – Growing up in urban areas, um, it takes a long time for them to under, to realize that game wardens throughout the state, and I, I go back and forth between game wardens and wildlife officers, they're the same thing. So traditionally we're known as game wardens and throughout the state we've been protecting, um, the wildlife and the resources of California for 150 years. We were the first state agency created in the state of California and it began in up in the Bay Area with regard to commercial fishing because people realized that resources were being um, over, overly harvest, over-harvested and uh, we needed to do something in order to protect that resource. And so then, you know, it trickled down to um, sport fishing and sport hunting. And uh, the uh, for you to reach out to us and communicate with us and go to our website, um, is really, really important because the more we all educate ourselves, the more we're able to protect this great state. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for being listeners of Fine Line Radio. Um, thank you for weathering the transition from your former host, Phil Naiman, to your guest host and now your host, Rick Travis. Um, just appreciate all of you. I want to, I want to bring up something that was, and, and we're going to try to do this throughout the year. It's going to be the fun tip. So since I have an expert, Matt, I go hunting, and we're just going to use deer for the example. And I hunt my deer, I take my deer, and I am by myself, which is dumb because I shouldn't do that. should always take somebody with me, but that, it is what it is in this scenario. Who do I go to get my tag validated? I'm in the woods. I got my deer. I have my license. I put the tag on it. Great question. So the obvious answers are. So you're required to get it validated between where you've hunted and by the time you get home. So the easiest way, uh, if you again, if you have a good relationship with the game warden, they can meet you along the way. If they happen to be patrolling in that area, great. A lot of times they're not available. So is there a fire station between you and your residence? And what there's a caveat to that because are those fire firefighters at that fire station um, privy 
you know, do they understand that they have the right to validate? And a lot of them in Riverside, um, they've, a lot of uh, firehouses have reached out to me, um, for that information and how to go about validating. That's fantastic. Uh, police stations as well. And you can always call, um, our department to let them know, uh, what you're doing, who you can talk to. Um, the, there's a few people you wouldn't normally, um, know that can do that. The notary, a postmaster, um, the, uh, and so, so there's a, there's a list and the list is not in front of me, but, uh, if you call our department and you're having trouble, we can easily point you in the right direction. I want to thank you for that. So folks, there are a lot of things we're going to put out as helpful tips throughout 2024 to help you educate people and give you the ability. I want to close with, remember, as always, crpa.org to become a member, support the program. And folks, as we move out of 2023 into 2024, always be safe, shoot straight, and fight back for your rights here on Firing Line Radio. When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Hi folks, Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM590, the answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 